Time for Seafood News. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News staff writer Ryan Doyle. And I'm Ernaberry market reporter Lauren Castiglione. This episode is brought to you by Ernaberry Consulting. Ernaberry Consulting provides tailored solutions to identify growth opportunities within the fast-paced protein commodity sectors. Combining the expertise of our analytical team, our warehouse of proprietary and trusted data, and unparalleled insight into market forecasting, Ernaberry Consulting will not only pinpoint developing global trends, but assist you in knowing exactly when and how to adopt them to maximize your return. Call 732-240-5330 for more information. Leading things off today, we all know how different grocery shopping became during the onset of the pandemic. Shelves were sometimes bare, a lot less was known about the virus, but even well over a year later, many consumers are still concerned with grocery store trips as the Delta variant continues to rise in the U.S. In a recent survey conducted by Shopkick, 70% of consumers are feeling as worried or more concerned compared to their anxiety levels of a month ago, and my hand is raised there. Um, Of those concerned Americans, 43% report that the Delta variant is impacting the way they shop, and nearly half are more worried about shopping in-store. The research shows that 61% of shoppers are taking extra precautions when uh, shopping in-store due to the rise of Delta. Of those cautious consumers, 82% are using masks while shopping and using disinfectants on hands and carts. Other methods consumers are taking include two-thirds of respondents saying they chose to shop at less busy times, and just about 60% are using debit slash credit cards to avoid exchanging cash and utilizing self-checkout. The survey also asked consumers what they hope to see stores to keep them safe. 83% said they'd like to see retailers disinfecting carts. 63% of respondents said retailers enforcing social distancing would help. 65% said mandating masks would make them worry less, and 42% said retailers who actively limit store capacity would be reassuring. The only thing I hope not to see again is the one-way aisles. Those were the worst. (laughs) I feel Lauren, there are times where like, you know, you check down, you're like, am I going to get in trouble? It's right here. You know, it's right, right, the the item's right there. But that's 100% too. walking backwards thing. (laughs) Yeah, the only good thing is, remember Lauren, at UB we had our uh, steps. Remember we we did an office challenge getting our steps in? And the grocery store did help me get some steps in. I'll I'll give it that. But aside from that... Too too confusing for me. I needed I need uh, you know need, need to be very simple when I go in, and I forget too much. Yeah. So, you know how it is. Um, I also want to note a recent Acosta report, which shows that consumers are still buying groceries online due to the pandemic. The report is titled "COVID nineteen Shopper Insights: Which Habits Are Sticking." It found that forty five percent of consumers have increased their online grocery shopping and reduced trips to traditional channels since pre pandemic indicating convenience and safety remain important considerations for consumers. And uh, Lauren, I just really quickly, I wanted to chat about any habits that you might have, you might have changed during the pandemic and have they wavered of late or are they even going to, are you going to greater lengths with the Delta variant uh, making some headlines of late? Um, so for the first part of that question, my habits definitely changed since the pandemic mm-hmm. started. Um, for me, it was a mix of reducing exposure, but it also was increasing the convenience of feeding my family because, you know, I have two little ones and Mm -hmm. both my husband and I work. So I'm definitely paying more for that convenience. And that includes online grocery shopping. Um, I started Butcher Box last year. So we get Mm -hmm. that, you know, every month and a half, two months. Um, And then I order from a local meal prep company every other week. Um, And, you know, you get complete meals delivered right to your door. Um, 
But recently with, um, you know, since Delta has been around, I, I have been wearing my mask again in the grocery stores. Um, and, you know, because I'm seeing more stores put signs back up, you know, saying to respect their workers and other shoppers. So that's what I've been doing. I don't, and you know, I don't have an issue with that, but yeah, definitely a little more anxious than, than the previous few weeks or months. Yes. Same here. I'm, I'm kind of in a similar boat. Um, in, in terms of the meal prep, we've, we tried that, you know, getting, um, some services for, for getting meals ready, mm-hmm. just a quick week, weeknight meal. And, and it seemed like that was almost a necessity early on with, right. with some of the shelves, you know, with panic buying and things of that nature. And, and in terms of Delta coming back, definitely disinfecting the card again. I've been more cautious of that, uh, like I was in the beginning. And the masks have come on, especially some of the bigger days in Target. You know, like exactly. you said, working in the middle of the week. Sometimes you have to stop by on a Saturday. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't very nice out near us this weekend. So it seemed like everybody had that plan, too. Exactly. So it's been pretty yep. busy um, at these stores again. So, yeah, I, I definitely say, so, you know, that it seems to be true, at least especially in our area. Right. Um, but, yeah, definitely, definitely some things have changed and they're and they're maybe it's for uh, the long term uh, hopefully not ryan hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> but in our next story norway-based companies salmar and acre have entered a strategic partnership to create a global offshore aquaculture company the new company named salmar acre ocean will be both an offshore and semi-offshore operation per an august 26th announcement from salmar the new company will combine Acre and Salmar's industry experience, leading competence in salmon production, software, and clean tech to create a reliable and intelligent offshore farming operation with the highest requirements for fish and welfare and its zero emissions value chain ambition. Salmar said the success of its Ocean Farm One pilot facility, combined with Acre's leading engineering, offshore operation, and fabrication capabilities, will give the new Salmar Acre Ocean an unparalleled position in the next phase of developing offshore fish farming on a global scale. And next up, we stick with fish farming as salmon farmer Maui achieved stronger earnings in the second quarter of 2021 behind improved salmon demand and the recovery of food service demand as COVID-19 restrictions were lifted. The company reported an operational EBIT, or earnings before interest and taxes, of $161 million in the second quarter of 2021, compared with $116 million in the corresponding quarter of 2020. Maui said spot prices jumped 18% in Europe and close to 50% in the Americas in the quarter. The company also adjusted its harvest volume guidance higher from 445,000 gutted weight uh, to 450,000 gutted weight. In a few other headlines, Maui announced that its largest farming unit, Norway Region Mid, will be split into two, West and Mid. Maui also discussed its Maui Pure products launching in Belgium, Maui Gourmet and Signature in Italy, and Maui Sushi in Spain. Alrighty, Lauren. Next up, the U.S. Department of Labor said a coronavirus-related federal whistleblower investigation led to the recovery of over $138,000 in back wages for 100 employees of a Southwest Louisiana seafood processor. The Labor Department's Wage and Hour Division found that Acadia processors violated the Fair Labor Standards Act's overtime requirements when the employer paid only straight time to employees when they worked more than 40 hours in a work week. According to the department, the employer who paid the employees on a piece rate basis should have also included incentives and bonuses in the calculation of overtime pay. In June 2020, the Center for Migrant Rights filed a whistleblower complaint with the department's Occupational Safety and Health Administration. The complaint was made on behalf of a pair of former Acadia processors workers who tested positive for COVID-19, claiming they were fired after raising concerns about safety protocols at the housing provided by the company. 
And for our final story of the day, let's dive into the crab meat market, where Ernerberry market reporter Janice Schreiber highlighted a number of roadblocks that see prices at an all-time high for crab meat. Container shortages, delays, rising material costs, and continued allocation remain the major themes in the pasteurized crab meat market. The largest producing locations in Southeast Asia make the industry vulnerable and exposed to continuing logistical challenges and constant COVID-19 hurdles as well. Current quotations for both the blue and red swimming crab meat markets sit as far and away all-time highs. Colossal blue swimming crab meat is 86.6% higher than the same time period in 2020 and 92.8% higher than in 2019. For colossal red swimming crab meat, 2021 is currently 73.1% higher than the same time in 2020 and 31.9% higher than the same period in 2019. Janice noted that a historically quiet demand period inches closer in in September and October, so she will be keeping a close eye on both red and blue swimming crab and the impact this time of year could have on the market. And that about does it for us. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Erner Berry Consulting. Call 732-240-5330 for more information. Bye-bye, everybody. (laughs) 